Hello and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of a, a priest with a bad knee. A priest with a bad <laughs> knee. <laughs> you, hate, you hate to see it. You do hate to see it. it it's not something that anybody wishes upon a priest. Hob- hobbling around the altar, trying to, trying to bend down to speak to all the children, but he just can't because yeah. it's bloody sore. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. We do you know when when I grew up? So I'm I, I wouldn't say I'm religious now, but when I grew up, um, I went to a Catholic church, and uh, it was a church in our hometown, and you know the one. I do. Yeah. And uh, there was something really funny that happened. I remember because it was I, we only went because my grandparents were very Catholic, and therefore my dad was very Catholic, and thus being we were very Catholic, and. We went along, and actually, it was fine when you're a young kid because you don't really see it for what it is and stuff like this. And, yeah. You know, you don't really see it. It's what, just what's like, that? What you do. Well, it's just a bit of a cult, isn't it? You know, everyone stands up when they stand up. They sit down when they sit down. And, you know, it's just and like the, that's av- us the average... alienated all our Catholic audience. I know, I know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously joking. But the, the thing, right, the thing that I found about it was that as soon as I entered the church every Sunday... The I brought the average age down substantially yeah. because it was a lot of older people. But the point of this was it not a family really, church then. No, well it was, but I mean, the, for how many young kids there were, to the ratios were just completely off. It was a lot of it was a lot of older people, and the priest himself was really great. He was a lovely man called Father Barry, actually. I remember Father I, Barry. I, I, do you remember him? Yeah, yeah he, was lo- well, he was he was a lovely all man. All the ministers actually. of the of the, all the ministers of the tune used to yeah. take it in turns to come up and speak at the school. Did, uh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, we did go to quite a religious school. I speak to Maddie about that now and again, and she's shocked by that. It's not. I'm like, but it's not that. It's I mean, not like, really, a religious school. It's not a religious school. We there was there was the elements of like singing hymns and stuff. You know, oh, like that was primary was, school. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's what I mean. And they're kind of like, but they were always like hidden. There was like subtle songs. It was always like, remember the one about? Um, there was a one that had the lyrics of "and a win for my home team." And everyone used to go, and I went for my home team. And it's like, yeah, it's a football song. Oh, and then it goes I, straight I, into. I, I had forgotten forget. that until you just said win for my home team. The one I remember is uh, Water of Life. Water of Life. Um, the sh- and then the shiny just... shovel in the sand or something no, like that. No, Water of Life, Water of Life. Jesus gives us the Water of Life. And I always changed it to Water of Fife. Oh, here he is. I just remember in this church, though, Father Barry um, sadly passed passed away. And so the... the um, a new priest a new priest came to town and he was a young priest he was a cool priest he was hip he rocked up in like a bmw and i remember seeing him for the first time and my dad going to me going he's not like the other priests <laughs> that wasn't reverend rock was it no it was reverend rock. reverend rock was a different one <laughs> no this guy was father andrews and my dad used to invite him around to um for dinner now and again and he was lovely man he used to come over for dinner and he used to go watch the rugby and my da- i just remember my dad going to me as a wee boy and him going he's not like the other priests <laughs> me and my brother just like oh <laughs> Now and again, he listens to Metallica and Led Zeppelin. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> it was just really funny. 
Oh, um, bloody hell. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> the, they were they were good times because they were just simple times. They Do you were. know what I mean? They were simple times. Yeah. So <laughs> simple times when we didn't have to watch movies that we don't like for a, oh, for uh, recording a podcast that more more often than not we do like uh, i'll take it we're just going right in aren't we i think we've got i reckon a lot so to why, don't, why, don't, why don't you tell everyone who we are though well we are a music and movies podcast and each week we will uh decide that we want to put ourselves through the most abrasive style of torture known to man by watching Films that are designed by a committee of people that know what actually we want. And we didn't know we knew what we wanted, but they knew what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And therefore they delivered, to, they delivered to us what we wanted. And uh, so, and, and then obviously the other part that it's probably worth explaining for those who are new to the show is that over the last couple of episodes, we've been interweaving uh, some episodes of um, the show with uh, DCEU films and we also just recently finished the Cornetto trilogy yeah, highly that was recommend fun. that was very yeah very fun. Hi- highly recommend if you've not listened to those if you're a fan of those films go back and listen through them they're great um well we liked them and i think we gave them all two thumbs up or maybe um, all maybe i think hot fuzz didn't get two oh i got two from me oh it did it did yeah, yeah. it's um yeah good, good good well that's a spoiler isn't it for the show god we but what 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 did we give Shaun of the dead oh, that's Ooh. how much we care about our our yeah, uh, airtight exactly. rating system <laughs> yeah, yeah instantly yeah alex died at the end of that episode so uh yeah instantly spoiler over yeah um but he's back again for this one the sequel the better one because we are now at the 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 peak as it were, of the DCEU films. Or tipping point, depending on how you want to call it. The tipping point, yeah. The, we are at the verge of the cliff. And I tell you what, we're kicking a few pedal, pebbles off the side to see how far they fall. Yeah. Because this is a movie. I mean, this is a movie. Now, what I think... It's Justice it's, League. It's Justice League, everyone, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the Justice League. It's Or Justice and, League, as we're current, as, as the zeitgeist currently names it in 2020 because we have a assumingly better bigger and better version coming out next year famously the snyder cut mm. of the justice league so now That's this right. one will be forever known as the justice league because it was That's taken right. over by director of the first avengers well and the second avengers movie joss whedon you caught me just as I was taking a big sip of coffee. I do apologize. <laughs> I was going to cover it. No, it's I fine. Do, Don't worry you, about it. I, the, the confidence in your face is like, oh, he's he's talking. It's a big sentence. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take a sip of coffee. But yeah, didn't work out. Back. No, it didn't. But the, the, so I, I think let's, let us take you on a journey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because this movie means um, more to Alex, uh, more to Alex and I than I think we realise. And I was thinking about this as I was walking home from your house on a rainy Friday evening after watching the movie after yeah. a couple of uh, a couple of punk IPA. Oh no, it wasn't punk IPA. We went to the what was the other one we went for? Uh, Hazy Jane. Hazy it? Jane. Hazy yeah, Jane. Yeah, which was very delicious actually. I it was quite nice. liked. And it, very and, nice. it, and it was something that that was keeping me. That was getting me through it actually. Um, what we were watching on screen. Um, I think you do have to watch this film a bit pissed because there's no other way. Like you just yeah. get angry. I mean, I was angry, but, yeah. the, but you weren't the, as, but, you weren't as angry as you were the first time. Well, that's it. So the adventure I'm taking on, ladies and gentlemen, is that Alex and I started this podcast with the intention that we would dive deep into the soundtracks and scores of some of our most favorite movies. Now, much like our some of our more favorite podcasts that we listen to ourselves, all of them have. Um, 
the catalyst, as it were, what started that podcast off? And I'm sure you know of some podcasts that you and I listen to, Alex, where yeah. they're very explicit and they say this was the reason. This movie, this thing, this event was what yeah. kicked yeah. us off. This is what made us make the thing. Now, we, I think, are in agreement that actually what really tipped it over the edge was uh, a sterling talk from your sister who in- mm-hmm. encouraged us to to start this. And, and I'm sure we'll get her on at some point. Um, to to talk about that evening where we went to see the Goblet of Fire live in concert, and I think yeah. that was the that was the that was the, the tipping point for us. But there's also a hidden a- aspect to this because obviously, obviously, we do talk about the movies as well as the music. Now, yeah. the the discussions that are based around the movies often spawn from one point, and it was a long discussion after a movie that we watched three years ago, no, two years ago in your old flat in London, yeah, which was the first time I watched this. Yeah, and second time wow. for me. I I saw it in the cinema in America when I was living there. Wow. Well, get just before we get to that because I'm really I've got a few questions about that. But would you go as far to say as the movie element of this podcast was very much spurned by our thoughts on this movie alone, or it was a, a huge part of it? Well, yeah. I mean, we talked for a long time about the many many shortcomings of this movie. Mm. The movie, and you know, for me as well. For me, 90% of the damage of this movie is actually in the music, which is why I'm very keen to oh, really? okay. uh, t- talk about it as well. So I kind of think it's it's both yeah. it's both those things. So you hinted on that you saw this in the cinema in America. Do you want to give us, yeah. a, do you want to give us I guess, just a, a couple of minutes on what that was like and what you were going through? Because you said something quite telling in the cinema, because I remember was, as I was watching it, and there are, I think I was, as I said, I had a few drinks now I'm watching it and I'm like, do you know what? Some of it's fine. Yeah. And I, every so often, and I turned to you a lot last night watching this movie because mm-hmm. I really like your facial expressions. And you said something to me. You said, I knew as soon as I saw it, it was as garbage as I thought it was. Yeah. Um, which isn't a real sentence. That doesn't make sense. But I guess it makes sense in a way. Yeah. But anyway, what was your thoughts on it? I, I hate, I still hate this movie. I, I hate that it exists. I it's kind of good that it exists in a way because it is very much a totem pole of like what not to do. Mm. How how not to make a a franchise movie. Because yeah. it it is absolutely terrible. It's the I was I was thinking about what to kind of equate it to, and I think the biggest similarity is is the people at WB got together mm-hmm. and said, I want to make a burger. Yeah. And they didn't try and get the best buns. And they didn't try to get the best cuts of meat. They didn't try and get the best lettuce or cheese or sauce or anything like that. What they decided to do was we want to make we want to make a burger. Let's make McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they gave us. They gave us McDonald's. But it did make a fair bit of money, didn't it? McDonald's makes a fair bit of money. Exactly. That's it, isn't it? It makes a fair bit of money, which is the worrying thing. Now, obviously, we are in the future, by the way. Welcome to the future, Alex. How was your trip from the past? nice to be here. Uh, For some reason, it's still raining. Take a seat. Take a seat, mate. You've got a lot to catch you up on. But cast your mind back to 2017 when the rumours were rife that there was a second movie interlaced between the cutting room floor 
and the soundstage and I believe a couple of hard drives belonging to a Mr. Zack Snyder. Yeah. Because we at that time, I mean, what an interesting world we are in where there is a four hour version of this movie. And I guess it's the one thing, the one of the, and I, and I think now and again, I've got a couple of little positives to say about this movie. Yeah. A couple of little ones. One of them being the runtime. Really? Yeah. I, I found it fine. Two hours, because what we were watching, it was appropriate for it to only last two hours. But if it's good, it goes on longer. So fair play to them. It mm-hmm. wasn't three and a half hours of that shit. It yeah. wasn't. And and I was thinking about this as well. There was There's a distinct point where I got my phone out in the middle of this movie and I utterly switched off from it. And I think it was just before the final sequence at the end or the final fight scenes, because there is a really boring element. But bar that one segment where where almost everyone i think just switches off it's it's kind of entertaining it's it's entertaining in the fact that like it angers me but it 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 drives an emotion from me yeah that i rarely get when i watch these movies and i'm thinking it's but not... it's so cheaply won. It's like so cheaply because, won. yeah because it's, you're I... right it's like watching a fight outside of a pub yeah do you know what I mean? You're kind of like you. You're like I want to keep watching this. Yeah, because but nothing about it is good. Because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you that I didn't you know chuckle at bits and I wasn't entertained by bits. But when you look at what it did that actually did it did it in that in that moment, it was like a one liner, or oh, just so like many a one liners. Yeah, a little you know a kind of you know my man or. Oh. You know, I hate yeah, it, just all so... of that, right? All, just all of that. It's like, and it's like tropes that are just that are just put in and crafted to be like, oh yeah, this is this is what we need here. This is what we need yeah. here. This is what we need here. And you can just see the strings, the puppetry, just going on. And we're and we're just dancing for them because we're just like, you know, we, we have to we have to demand better. And the point is, the the other sweeping statement I have about this movie is I don't think the final product of this version of the Justice League, I don't think it would be nearly as bad Mm -hmm. if the previous DC movies didn't exist. Yeah, I mean, it, it would just, it would be what it is, wouldn't it? It would, just, it would be it would be what just... it is and, and you know and that and that's not to say that, that there had been other in this alternate um reality that i've just created you know it's not to say that there weren't versions of man of steel or even batman versus superman and wonder woman that existed before then but just not the ones that we had mm. i think because we had those ones mm-hmm this Justice League should not exist. Yeah, I think you're right. And and you know, lest we forget, the movie was initially going to be split into two parts. Yeah, you would you were going to have Justice League One and Justice League Two yeah. with an alleged singular con- uh, continuing storyline. But by the time filming was underway, the idea of the film being in two parts seemed to have quietly gone away. And I believe there's a reason for this because I was looking this up. I was trying to think like. It is exactly two hours on the dot. Like, it is yeah. exactly two hours on the dot. And I was thinking, like, what is this? Why is this? So I spent a bit of time looking into this. And basically, it's believed, and it's interesting what you were talking about before, how you said about what the previous movies have impacted on this movie. 
because due to the running time backlash of the past DC movies, i.e. BVS, yeah, Warner Brothers, very long. Warner Brothers demanded a film under two hours without credits. So the final running time for Justice League is exactly 119 minutes long. Yeah. Which, which is so interesting. It's very interesting. Because I remember was we were leaving BVS. And actually, BVS doesn't feel that long. No. I don't think it's... It actually is... God, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think it's aging well, BVS. Yes, it is. But because it's actually, dare I say it, a good movie. Mm. Dare, d- really, dare I say it, because you really hit on a much bigger point as to why Justice League in its current form is the way it is, and it's because of backlash yeah. from previous movies and ver- and specifically 90% of that being on Batman versus Superman yeah. because frankly yeah. you know people said the man of steel was a bit too dark and self serious and stuff like that but everybody accepted it like everyone was like it's fine it's still like a cool modern super mm. superman movie that's like you know a bit different a bit edgy a bit cool but you know you've had your fun now you know if you're going to do franchise um then you know do better and can, but then can... but then Batman versus Superman comes out and it's even darker and it's even more serious and it's even longer and people go nah go yeah. away we yeah. don't like this and the and the and the backlash for Batman versus Superman from the DC fan base yeah all of which are very vocal on the internet was akin to the outrage over Star Wars, the last jet, the last Jedi. If you remember yeah. that, well, they were all a similar sort of time, weren't they? I yeah, mean, there is, there is these movies, and I think there is the conglomeration of 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 um, everyone's ideas into the one film. There's there's a, there's going to be this. There's going to be a trend of this. I think from you know the the mid twenty uh, teens, 20, 2015, 2016, all the way al- through to kind of now. I mean, it's that, already that's... a trend because you know the the one thing. The one thing that I thought, to bring it back to Star Wars briefly, the, the Rise of Skywalker, the one thing I thought was they saw Justice League. Mm-hmm. They know that just putting a movie together by committee to hurt, hit certain beats to quote, quote unquote, quote, appease a fan base, which is mm-hmm. I hate as a mm-hmm. concept. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. they're not going to do that. They're, they're not going to do that. They've seen that it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And 100% Rise of Skywalker is a better movie than Justice League. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. But my God, it's got some of the same downfalls. Yeah. And for a lot of the same reasons. Yeah. It, it's, so. it's blatantly clear. So, I mean, that's already a trend. Rise of Skywalker is the Justice League of Star Wars. It really yeah. pains no, me it to is. say it, it but is. it just it is. is. Yeah, and a BVS is Last Jedi. I mean, they are yeah. they're, they're, they're quite similar actually in that way. And then obviously, Man of Steel is the is the uh, is the the rise of uh, what's it called, The Force Awakens. Force it's like, Awakens. It's actually it's actually quite similar, aren't they? No, they are they are quite similar in many I ways. Never you can you can that. you can draw parallels, and yeah. we shouldn't really be that surprised because we like to look at movies like they're like it's art and it's a director's vision and stuff like that but it is a business isn't it Mm, like mm. you know these studios these studios are there to make money and i wonder i wonder if the executives in the office like know 
know in their hearts, know in their in- intellect, because mm-hmm. they can't be stupid people. No. They can't be. Do they know in their intellect that the decisions that they're making is like bad art i don't think so or do you think that they they are actually blind to that kind of thing i think they're blind to it i think i I mean i mean i in my head or they don't care because it's just not their job i think they care i think they do care and that's where the kind of emotional intelligence as you talk about or just the intelligence in general comes into it i just think they're blind to it you know it's like it's like when you have a report due um and you, you fire away at it. You type the whole thing up. You type the whole thing up. And you're, you know, you're convinced in yourself. You're like, yeah, this is great. This is great. And you show it to someone else. And they go, this is dog shit. Yeah. But you, you're blind to that because you, you're, you're the one who's reaping the benefits of that dump of information, that dump of um, the, the writing and the characterization and stuff. And lest we forget, there's another element to this, which is really important, is the... The in the, the the and this is it comes back to Zack Snyder is the process of making a movie of this ilk is something that needs to be seen from start to finish. Yeah. Because what obviously happened, as you as you said, is that there was a change of directors and there was a change of composers, and we'll get to that. But what was really what was really fascinating is you had this element where they went, right, we've got four hours footage, backlash says we can only put two hours of it in. And it was a different person's job to decide what they wanted to have in the film and what they didn't want to have in the film. Yeah. And it's it's like when you say like it's ludicrous. So it's ludicrous when you think about it from that from that aspect. And I think the 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 best example is how Joss Whedon decided to treat Cyborg in the end. Yeah. And you know because there's a huge amount of. Uh, there was a huge amount of publicity about the fact that even even in retrospect, Zack Snyder has made it very publicly clear that Ray Winston and the, the cyborg storyline was to be, as he quotes, the heart yeah. of the Justice League. Like that was his that was his phrase. And you've got to think that Zack Snyder was very clear to Joss Whedon about that. You've got to think, yeah, you've got that. But Joss Whedon's obviously made the decision. No, I don't want that. And that's big. And not that I don't want that. The fans don't want that. Yeah. It's mental. Yeah. It's mental. I think, I genuinely, genuinely think one of the huge problems with this is the handover. It was done disgracefully and they're limiting themselves to two hours. So you squash it all in. Yeah. Like, what, what do you expect? Absolutely. It's like it's like they it's like they they listened to the actual criticism of of the the mob mentality fan base mm. and just fixed the headlines. Yeah. So oh, the fans say it's too long. Let's cut it down. The the fans say it's too dark. Let's turn the color saturation up. And my, you know, my... as opposed to looking much much deeper and saying well why do the fans think yeah that? it's systemic yeah it's exactly it's because they don't, there, they there don't would do be that. a You're reason right. you, there You're would so be a right. reason there would be a reason you can't just say oh the fans think it's too long okay we'll cut it yeah um because you have to say well why you know why well, is why that? is it You're too so long right. why is it too long okay the pacing the pacing's not right there's like a, a little story element there that you know we don't really necessarily need or maybe the dialogue's not as good so it feels ploddy you know improve the improve the dialogue and of of the of of a movie and it'll feel shorter it's got nothing to do with actual runtime do we want to talk about the characters do we want to talk about because i think ultimately before we get into the music of this i think i think we you know we, we we need to 
um, we need to understand where some of the root of our anger comes from as well yeah. with this. And, what the, and for a lot of people, this would have been fine if it was a film by committee and, and it was just a standalone Green Lantern film or a standalone Wonder yeah. Woman film. Yeah. But for it to be the Justice League, mm-hmm. you know, the Justice League, you know, like some of our fa- most favorite of yeah. all time characters. Yeah. To, to, to just have to, you know, that way. We obviously kick it off with Mustache Gate. Mustache Gate, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Superman, Henry Cavill's mustache. The vertical filming on the iPhone of the kids who's... Yeah, do you want to summarize this for anyone who doesn't know about Mustache Gate? So, yeah, basically, um, filming had, complete, had completed uh, on the Justice League in 2016, I believe. Uh, Henry Cavill signed a contract to appear in Mission Impossible 6. Yeah, where in, he had a magnificent the, moustache. He had a fantastic moustache. However, when the handover between Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon took place, there was a, a, a call for some reshoots to take place, which is not uncommon for movies of this ilk, and that's fine. However, what then seemed to pursue was one of the most bizarre legal battles in film and, music, uh, film and uh, movie history. Because... Uh, Warner Brothers assumed that Henry Cavill would shave said magnificent mustache. Mm-hmm. However, the creative team or the legal team behind uh, Mission Impossible 6, I don't know who's at Universal. I, don't, don't uh, I think it is Universal, Universal yeah. Uh, insisted that, in fact, well, no, he is still on contract with us. He's still filming Mission Impossible 6, and therefore he cannot, even though you want it. And the compromise to this day, is the most baffling thing I've ever come across. Mm-hmm. In order to, and I guess it emphasizes how much, you know, how important the actor's time is, because the compromise was, well, we will take Henry Cavill back and we will digitally remove the mustache. Yeah. So the first scene of the movie, I mean, imagine going, that's what we're going to do. Imagine, imagine everything about that, right? The fact that they're making the decision to digitally remove it, and yeah. then they doubling down, and they're saying, and the first scene of the movie yeah. will have him with his digitally removed mustache. Yeah, yeah, it, it just, it just, it, you don't want to start watching a movie, especially in the cinema. Remember, this thing is like huge because it's yeah. on a big screen, yeah. like in the yeah. first cinema experience. And the first scene makes you go, Ugh. Yeah, it just gives you, it. It makes you cringe in the That's first it. scene. It's like, okay, we're off to a good start. And when you know, when you know the decision behind it, you can't forgive it. No matter how you know they, they could have. It could have been the best removal ever, but still, you would know it's there. And I think on the subject of the CGI, you you kind of hit the, the nail on the head. Watching this for the second, but this was the second time I watched this movie, and the first time I watched this, I was physically angry. The second time oh, yeah, I watched this, were. I was fizzing. I was so angry. Um, the second time I watched this, I wasn't nearly as angry because I was trying to see the positives in it. I had a beer, and also mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, actually, what's now angering me? And it was the shonky CGI. Yeah, because it. I mean, it was the Mummy to the Scorpion King esque bad yeah i mean just and i think the whole point of that can be encapsulated in one character and that's steppenwolf steppenwolf of course because god love god help me i love kieran hines and i'm mm-hmm. sh- and i know that you do too mm, kieran yeah, hines, yeah. great yeah. great actor mm-hmm. however when you look at the steppenwolf that we see in at 
the at the end of Batman versus Superman because we see one in the extended cut, I believe, mm-hmm. of Batman versus Superman, and he's like, he's head to toe monster, right? Yes, he's head to toe Zack Snyder, massive buff, gray. You're not entirely sure what is made of. Is it metal? Is it bone? Is it both? Mm. But and he's got and he's got that shape. And yes, it's all CGI, but it looks great. It looks fantastic mm. and then kieran hines steppenwolf comes down uh, at themyscira and he looks like and he looks like an old man he mm. look he looks like a old man in old gray plastic armor yeah that's not that's not been rendered properly or somebody's just for, forgotten to finish the rendering on it yeah. yeah and the and the horns he has is like a stupid little helmet yeah, I mean it's 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 the the way he looks is abysmal, but it's is it weird to say that it's kind of okay because it's consistent? Like at least it's consistent. It's not it's changed, consistent to like know, the quality of the CGI surrounding yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, but then it makes the whole movie look like the cutscene from a video game. No, you're right. So the whole CGI is at least a three out of ten, two out of ten. But there is a couple of zero out of ten pieces of CGI in this movie, yeah. And that is what physically, I, like, what I'm screaming at TV. There's a couple of scenes where he jumps. I don't know if you remember it, where he in the final battle scene where he jumps up onto a platform, yeah. And it is just if you pause the movie at that point where he jumps up onto the platform, that final movie, it's just a grey mess on your screen. Yeah, there's nothing. Just a grey blob. There is nothing. It's it's, I know it's it is a blink if you miss it, but I didn't blink. And fuck yeah. me, it really angered me. Yeah. It really angered me. Yeah, I, it, it's it's mental. And I think that that and I think it goes back to that point of the mustache gate. Do you know how much? You know how many thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of pounds that cost. Yeah, just that decision cost. Yeah, like it angers me. It yeah. angers me the audacity that that people out there make these decisions. Yeah, it's it's fucking mental. No, Sorry to all, just you know all in. With all of, with all of the reshoots and everything, Justice League cost an obscene amount of money. Six hundred million, I think it was. Uh, well, it took it took six six hundred and fifty seven million at the box office, and it cost three hundred million. Oh, my mistake. Sorry. Right. Yeah, that was the figure I was thinking. Jesus, though, three hundred yeah. million. Yeah. So I mean, in theory, it was fine. Like, I mean, I guess it broke even. It broke even. Yeah. Ish. Wow. And and obviously that was the marketing campaign alone. I mean, thank God the marketing campaign was there because that would have just been atrocious. I mean, the word of yeah. mouth, the word of mouth for this movie spread faster than the coronavirus. Like it was <laughs> just mental. Yeah. Um I, I I yeah, I remember I remember after the first week there was a some so I remember some cinemas were removing it. Some cinemas yeah. were not putting it in. Yeah. Um which is fair enough. Anyway, we are a music and movies podcast. And we you've are, obviously are, hinted at the fact we've gone on quite a bit about this. I did I, I did suggest we want to talk about the characters. We I guess yeah. we could do that. We've got the music and the characters. Do we want yeah, to Yeah, the, I mean the a lot of the points kind of uh, interject. So I think you know, let's segue off into a bit of a music let's do music it. rant. Let's do it, mate. So and I, um fucking hate can, the music of this movie well if allow me to allow me to uh set the scene ladies and gentlemen okay, danny okay. elfman took over from junkie xl who originally was the one to replace Hans zimmer yeah. zimmer had announced uh, his retirement from the superhero business and at this time left to work on tomb raider 2018 
Mm-hmm. So you have a handover of a handover of a handover. Yeah. Now, I mean, we talked about directors, and and that's what happened with there. And I guess you know history is repeating itself in 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 this in this aspect. And you, as you said quite clearly, you fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And again, largely the reason I hate it is because of what comes before Justice League. You know, there's a sound world that they have established, okay? And yeah. this goes hand in hand. What, what, what I'm basically saying in regards to the music, I would say exactly the same for the like cinematography and the tone and all of that. It all comes under the same complaint, which mm. is if you start a franchise... Mm. with man of steel and batman versus superman and i use and i use them as my examples because they're like the most pure form of the tone of the universe that they were trying to launch yep where you've got hans zimmer and junk and junkie xl in particular yep going absolute ham on like the drums and the kind of overbearing loudness yep yep of the, their kind of action sound. Yeah. It's not it's not campy action. No. It's not campy action. It's just really gritty and it makes you go Ugh. it's like the it's not it's, it's like not, the orchestral version of heavy metal. It's yeah, it's and and I guess forgive me because I love it, but it's not Marvel action. It's not Marvel sound. Yeah, no, it's 100% not. And, and 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 actually totally fair play to them. Um, sorry, just, this, I'm, I'm in my old. However, you know the, Justice League is. You know the chair that we were that we were usually. I'm in the I'm in the dining room chair, so that's the oh, creaking. Yeah. By the way, sorry oh, everyone. Okay, now. okay, okay, <laughs> okay. The creaking. Um, but yeah, no, uh, yes, you're right. Is I think campy action is the, is the best way to. Now that I've got, now I've said I'm in the chair. I'm moving around quite a lot. Ah, oh, feels free. <laughs> feels like I'm. Don't worry, don't worry. Those 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 creakings actually. That's my neck. Yeah, that's absolutely. Fine. That's fine. That's yeah, just, I'm just turning my head. In yeah. uh, sorry, mate. You were you were saying though. One, well, yeah. I think what you were saying about those movies not being Marvel in their sound is a hundred percent right. They they created their own sound and it mm. was unique mm. and it was special. And you are allowed not to like it. You you are allowed mm. not to like it. A lot of people don't like it because it is too loud. It is too over. It is too overbearing. It is too dark and depressing. And a lot of people don't like that in their superhero movies. Am I allowed? I will. I will hear those arguments. I've got my hand up. Am Go I on. allowed to retrospectively give a film a thumb up? Can um, can if you want. I I must admit. Do you know what soundtrack or what score I've been listening to quite a lot? Oh, what's that? Man of Steel. Yeah. 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 Which adds to your point you're making now. Yeah. I, I like it. And Flight is great. Flight's a fantastic track. It is. It's a great it's a great score. Yeah. Um it is. And it's it, it and as I said, it's special, it's it's unique, it's got character and it's got artistic integrity mm. to like the vision of every artist involved in the making of that movie, not just Hans Zimmer, yep. but Zack Snyder and and Christopher Nolan, who had a hand in that movie yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, they, they set out to do something. And, you know, the music for Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman certainly added to that. Mm. So when you have that, and then you make Justice League, and you hire, as much as I love Danny Elfman, 
because I do. Mm-hmm. I do love Danny Elfman as, as a composer. He's certainly one of the greats. But he is also he also has a sound world. Mm-hmm. And it's the sound world of Tim Burton. Tim Burton, yeah. Of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Of Desperate Housewives. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you know, that kind of bouncy. bouncy well, that's bouncy it. Thing. And, and you know, unless we forget, I mean, Edward Scissorhands is one of the best scores for a Tim Burton movie out there. I really yeah. like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful score for a film. Yeah. And, and yeah, it goes to your point that Danny Elfman is brilliant. He's brilliant. He is a fantastic composer. However, if you, if you have a art, clearly they, they, they had no respect for the previous art style of, of mm. Zack Snyder. They decided they just were going to throw, throw that all out. Mm-hmm. Except, except they were going to keep some things. Yeah. Because what was one of the big things that worked in so, Batman versus Superman? So the 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 hugely electrifying track is she with you obviously Correct. cut through the cinema like a knife. And and it, and it, and the impact, wailing electric it, guitar. It, it, it was it was fantastic. And we of course uh see the return of Diana, um mm-hmm. the Wonder Woman in London. Uh, she is uh, cutting about London, looking after looking after some school children, protecting them from the terrorists, which is quite a dark scene when you think about it. This guy's yeah. opening fire on them. Um, yeah. And what you have accompanying is a totally different set of instruments replicating that iconic piece of music. Yeah, it's basically classical symphony orchestra plays the Wonder Woman theme. And I've, you know, we've talked about why we love the Wonder Woman theme so much in particular particularly the Batman versus Superman episode mm. of the podcast where, you know, it's just mega ham on the drums and yep. wailing electric guitar yep. and it feels primal. It's in it's in seven four, which is an odd time yep. signature which really grabs your attention. And what Joss Whedon did, and I don't know if well, and I don't know if he was instructed to do this or if Mm. he just took the theme but they decided oh well the fans liked the wonder woman theme so let's keep the wonder woman theme but let's let danny elfman yeah make it danny elfman which made it really happy and bouncy and remember everyone oh my god instrumentation it kind of counts when you're trying when you're trying to do a motif when you're trying to replicate a motif and a mood instrumentation kind of counts you can't replicate mozart on an accordion yeah it kind of counts yeah it's kind of part of it and it's so blatant and it's so blatant in this movie because you know that's what they did to you know i'll just play a bit of beethoven on the spoons yeah exactly fuck me exactly and that you know huge mistake and to and to you know to, to cap it off when they when they obnoxiously bring that orchestration of that theme in she's standing on the bloody old bailey statue mm, mm. Uh, which if if you don't know is like the the symbol of uh war and justice like the personification of uh the justice system in the uk yes. and she's just standing on it yeah. um with the sun setting behind her and the orchestra going and you're like oh my god yeah stop it yeah and but but the the failings of this movie in the music obviously does not stop there because you screamed out at one point in the movie, like there was a really heartfelt moment where they were talking about Superman and Clark and you screamed out, what are you doing? Put yeah. the Superman theme in there. Yeah. Yeah. Put, 
put flight in there yeah put the clark kent theme in there yeah and all we had was generic like string chord murmurings yeah. that didn't mean shit and yeah. you and you spotted it right there you just went that's what you do why aren't you doing it yeah yeah i it it, it baffled me the, the the amount of times because the the yeah i just i just I, and i can't help but think I can't help but think because obviously there was there was much like much with everything with this movie there was a time element to this and we do we do say that Danny Elfman is a great composer yeah. we do like him and actually I don't and and as we've said before about the people who make this movie I don't think he's an idiot I don't think they're idiots no. I think I think time and timings whether it's the 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 length of the score was probably clipped the length of obviously the film definitely was clipped and the time. Uh, available to produce the score was very much squeezed into a, a, a much smaller segment than they wanted. I, I can't for the life of me though, and I, and so I'm that upfront. But I can't for the life of me, I, I can't for the life of me be comfortable with the fact that there are some clear open goals that were not scored. Exactly right. It's like it, it'd be you. It, it's staring at it, going, "It'd be so easy for you to win, win a point here. Yeah, just yeah. give yourself a win. Just yeah, do exactly. the right thing. Yeah, exactly. It's it, it, it's it's preposterous. It absolutely yeah. is preposterous. Um, let's talk while we're still on Superman. While yeah. we're while we're still on Superman, let's talk about my favorite moment in the movie, or rather, you know, that was very sarcastic. It is absolutely my most hated point in the entire movie. And it's when it's one of the many times Steppenwolf says, you know, generic bad guy stuff, which is, frankly is 100 percent of his dialogue is generic mm-hmm. bad guy. Generic stuff. bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Generic bad guy stuff. And he said and he says, can so- someone do that? I would love to see. I would love to see. Because, you know, the thing is, this movie would make sense. This movie would make perfect perfect sense is if somebody re-recorded all of his lines every time he talked and just went generic bad guy stuff generic because the movie would just make perfect sense still (laughs) grumble grumble but do you know you know that you know that spoof i think they do it's either robot chicken or south park uh, no, it's Robot Chicken. Oh no, or it's, family family, guy. it's Family Guy. It's something, 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 something dark side. Dark it's, it's, side. <laughs> it is Dark Side complete. <laughs> Actually, yeah. he does say Dark Side in this, doesn't it? But it's yeah, talking about a different Dark Side. He is talking about different Dark anyway, Side. Anyway, anyway, he he's beating up Diana. He's beating up Wonder Woman, and he says some stuff like, and he and he and he finish off finishes off his little speech by saying, "None of you can see the truth." And do you mm. remember what happens? He says. But what about justice? No, 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 it's like not. This? Right, okay, okay. You've got because I have this etched into my brain. It's burned okay. in. So Steppenwolf's back is to the camera. He does say right? something about justice. That, no, 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 he? wait, wait, wait. So okay. Steppenwolf's <laughs> back. I hate this so much. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this so much. I'm more excited than I've right, ever been it, in my let's life. Do it. Let's do so it. Steppenwolf's back is to the camera and he says, mm-hmm. None of you can see the truth. And then Without the camera turning, off camera, you hear Superman's voice. He's not been in the fight so far. He's yeah. just arrived, and he says, Well, actually, I'm a big fan of truth. And you go, and then immediately in the cinema, because I heard this and I went, fuck off. But then immediately in a split second before he did it, and I was like, and I know what he's going to say next. And then the camera pans, and you see Superman. He's just floating there. And he goes... But I'm also a big fan of justice. Oh, 
Somebody got it's... paid to write that. Yeah, someone somebody did. got paid to write that. But that's not that's still not the worst bit because do you know what happens in the music as soon as he finishes saying the word justice? Does it play the American national anthem? <laughs> no, no, but in my opinion, it's just as bad as that. It goes. And I go, you fuckers. Yeah, they do that. They do the John Williams. They do the John Williams. Because where's the consist? Where's the coherence? There's none. There's where's none. the consistency? It's and bullshit. I remember when Man of Steel came out, and you that's know, an own goal. Right. That's an own goal. You're it is an own goal. It's you... such a fail. It's such a fail because you know when Man of Steel came out, everything out of Warner Brothers and Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan actually said this as well. And Hans Zimmer was very, very clear saying this. He said, at no point in any of the score will be the remote hint of the John Williams stuff because mm. that's not our Superman. They said that out the gate. Mm. Mm. They said that out of the gate. Yep. And that was the biggest thing that they could have said because there's not been a successful Superman movie since Christopher Reeve, since Superman. Actually, technically, the Brandon Routh Superman and Superman Returns is actually the same Superman mm -hmm. as Christopher Reeve, so it's basically the same universe. Yep, so they were like, yep. right. So that's been done. We're not doing that anymore, and we're not even going to, you know, for for the fans like even hint at the super at the Superman theme because it's not the same Superman. It's not Boy Scout Superman. It's big buff Henry Cavill Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's disgraceful it's absolutely disgraceful that they decided to flip-flop on that yeah. and try and completely change his character not when superman was really the main character in man of steel and batman versus superman and you know they brought him you know they killed him and brought him back to life and then just made him the boy scout but for no reason mm. and didn't justify it in any way and it's the worst point and i would say the exact same thing for Batman. Well, it's good that you brought him on to Batman because it's... Danny Elfman did something different for Batman, which, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. did you recognize some of the Batman motifs? Yes, I did, because it's from bloody Tim Burton's Batman. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking And it's exactly this. the same thing. And it's it, mental. the same argument applies. Yeah. Tim Burton's Batman had <laughs> a vibe in those movies, right? What? what who, who, was, who was Tim Burton's Batman? Was it's it Keaton? Keaton, Keaton? It was Keaton, yeah. yeah. So... They had a vibe. They had a thing. And then you look at Batman from Batman versus Superman, right? Yeah. How many people did he just fucking wreck in yeah. that in that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had the drums going da 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 da, mm -hmm. and you're like, mm -hmm. "That is Ben Batfleck." So I hit my yeah. yeah. That is Batfleck. anger. Bat that was Batfleck's Batman, and yep. he did a thing, and that was and that was that Batman. And then, frankly, as great as I think Ben Affleck could have been, and he showed a lot of quality. And I think he and he and Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman showed the most kind of like quality. Yeah, they were fine. In, I mean, in, you could tell that you could tell that Ben Affleck was, you know, he was going through some stuff off camera, and it, yeah. it, it does show. He's not. He's he's yeah. a big guy. But the roles, but the role but, but of good. his character was still so reduced to. Yeah just nothing and he didn't have any of the badass things that 
you did in Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And obviously because the color saturation was turned up in the movie, the suit looked crap. Yeah. Oh god damn it, I hate yeah. this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's you're you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Um I I guess the, the, the last thing I think the last thing just to touch upon, because we did say it at the start, and let's just bring it back to the characters and, and the legacy of this movie. So before we talk about the character uh, before we talk about the legacy, you hit you hit on you hit on it there. Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, Ray, Win- Ray Winston, what we saw of him, actually fine. I've not seen um, I've not seen Aquaman, and I think Jason Momoa's fine. I don't like the one lines. I I'm, don't a big, like... I'm a big fan of Jason Momoa. I won't have a bad word said against um, him. I don't I... even care that it's one lines because I think <laughs> I feel like in an ensemble movie, if you have a character that is just cheesy one liners, but you've got the rest of the quality in the movie. To support the cheesiness, yeah. sure, fair then enough, there's fair then enough. there's a place for it. And and obviously, just dipping our toes back into the movie, we did have a Seagrid with everybody knows which with with the introduction with the flag at the start of the Justice League. You know that everybody mm-hmm. knows. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, it's fine. Uh, it's an all right, you know, song kind of putting the titles. Um, we did obviously have White Stripes, Icky Thump introducing. Aquaman, you like that, don't you? When he's walking down the pier after drinking on, his whiskey on, on and, slow motion, and yeah, the waves are going up behind yeah. him. Like, yeah, I love it. I'm all for it. It's I like, know what it is, but I, I, I love it. It's yeah, fine. okay, fine. It's indulgent, I guess. Um, fuck me, I hate, I hate Ezra Miller in this. <laughs> yeah, I hate Barry. I, I hate, I hate him as a human being more yeah. so. Obviously, I, I mean, in, I try in, to in ignore all of that because. With, his hand yeah. up against, you know, choke, is he throttling her? It's, it's, and obviously we, you know, there's the similar issues we have with um, uh, Amber Heard, and they, they do attract some pieces of shit. Some of these yeah. movies, yeah, but is, is I hate the whole. It's the way he delivers lines fucks me off. You know, they watch brunch and he, he throws his eyes out and he throws his mouth. What's a caricature? He's a caricature. Yeah. I, he he want I want to punch him in the the whole where, when he finishes and he lands on her boobs and he's like whoa, whoa, on her boobs and fuck I hate it. I yeah. I'm just like I I'm just like fucking stop to play stop devil's advocate because oh. I'm not saying you're wrong. I am hundred percent not saying you're wrong because his, it sounds like you're about to. his role <laughs> his his role in in this movie at the moment yeah is is of that is of this comedic caricature of you know really over the top obvious you know awkward guy shit yeah. right yeah. yeah having heard Zack Snyder talk about the subject and he mm-hmm. says the same about Ray about um, Ray Winston for Cyborg mm-hmm. he says there's so much more uh, flash yeah and there's so much more to be delved into and he is being really supportive of Ezra Miller's Miller's performance of what he yeah. did with him I can't I'm my jury is still out on him mm. until and I'm, my jury is still out on all of uh, uh, on all of them I mean no I mean I'm sold on Henry Henry Cavill and uh, Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot like they're mm. they're they're winners yeah uh, those two J- are J- fine Jason Momoa as well actually like I, I lo- I've i got a lot of time for Jason Momoa I've got a lot of time for his Aquaman I think that's good and uh, mm. I, I th- yeah, think yeah. I think you'll be on board after you see Aquaman as well okay but okay. certainly Cyborg and Flash you know the jury's still out on mainly because I know I know the quality was there for Cyborg mm-hmm. but we just haven't seen it because 90% of it's been cut out yeah and the Flash 
jury's really still out because oh. obviously Ezra Miller is a bit insufferable and but there is a chance that there's a lot more there and a lot more intrigue mm. but um yeah it's it, it's interesting i wanted to talk about a couple of other things that really really annoyed me mm-hmm. in 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 this movie there's a lot of shots of uh, gal gadot's bum ah oh. It's gratuitous. Like it's it's, it's pretty disgusting. It's, isn't if it? I was, I mean, like it's it's not that it's like it's. I did notice that, and I noticed it in. I know this sounds bad to say. I guess I noticed it because I was supposed to notice it. Well, um, you can't not. No, but, it takes but up not the whole even, screen. Not, not even just not even just the ones where it's like you're right. The rule of thirds, and she's off to the left, and it's just this leather tight arse. It's it's that like. It's like, why do I need to do... Like, why do you need to do this? Like, obviously, I'm going to see it if you stick it right there. But, like, mate, like, come on. And... And, and and it just devalues a lot of a lot of things that Wonder Woman tries to push forward. And then and 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 the second part for this second part for this is that now and again when she is in the like she, there was about fourteen different costumes accounted for the Wonder Woman yeah. for this. It's not actually the same costume if you look through it. Yeah. Um, the 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 now and again the skirt gets very short it's yeah, obscenely yeah, yeah. A, short yeah, if you look compared to like this under cheek you know? there's a lot of yeah. that and you're like why yeah. why yeah and you're like well that's not accidental no that's it's not, not that's, that's not you're an right. accidental you're right and fuck you for making me think that i'm a pervert for noticing it because you're putting it in my face i hate it i really hate it yeah genuinely that that that's the thing because you're like Oh, it's the only thing you notice, Gal Gadot's bum. You're like, fuck you, I'm not a pervert. You put it there. Yeah. And there is a reason. There is a reason. And it's because Gal Gadot was pregnant at the time. And so there were... Um, so this is, you know, this is what they're saying. Because it was a talking point. And they said, you know, there were very few shot angled... <laughs> angles that they could use of her. Fuck that didn't, I hate that. that. Didn't show. I know. And people say that and you go, nah, shut up. Fuck nah, shut now. up. But... There was a line actually. And that oh would really wind me up if someone yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody tried to say that. Like, yeah. to no, your but face. they did. Oh. They did. They did though. They did. They absolutely did. They tried to justify it like that. But there was there was also one line that I noticed that really rubbed me up the wrong way, and it wasn't to do with Gal Gadot, but it was, I think, still incredibly uh, derogatory. Mm-hmm. And it was when. And it was actually about Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. Oh, because the big, the big guns. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. Did you notice that? And it yeah. was, but it was after the fact, so it was hidden because we, the audience, didn't know at the time. No, that that was what she was talking about. Because Ben Affleck says, you know, they're talking about what kind of deterrent they have against Superman if he comes back all, you know, pet cemetery, mm-hmm. as Ezra mm-hmm. Miller likes to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he says, that's why I've got, you know, that's, that's why I've got a, a, a big gun. And he uses, he uses a singular. He, yeah. he uses a singular, right? Yeah. And then Alfred says, well, those are some pretty big guns. Yeah. That is the exact wording that he uses. He says, well, those are some pretty big guns. Yeah. And then you find out about 10 minutes later that he's actually talking about Amy Adams. And you, then you, you cast your mind back and go, um, 
Yeah. What exactly were you trying to say there? Yeah, the, the, but it's you. I think it's. I think the the wording and stuff like that. I mean, there's it's all. I guess like maybe you look for it. It's it's a little ambigu ambigu ambiguity. Yeah, did I look for that? Me, did, did I imagine? That? I don't know. I don't know. But I think you hit on the wider point of the fact. It's it's the objectification element of that. I think doesn't yeah. sit well with me. In the and I guess it's the it's the play in the fact that you probably like. I think even even I've obviously the second time I watched this and I wasn't. I couldn't remember that happened and i was thinking oh does it does like a space satellite shoot a gun at him or something like this like that's what i was and that's yeah. obviously what they're implying they, they want you thinking um yeah I, yeah yeah or no, that's a good point or kryptonite. or kryptonite of course you have kryptonite yeah, yeah. um anyway we have talked a lot about this movie yeah we um, have not not many positives no not many i'm and and it's a firm two thumbs down two thumbs oh, firmly down i mean this is it's, it's and we were gonna get here at one point we've hinted this episode for quite a long time we were gonna get here we've done this um i i, I think we've covered everything we wanted to cover obviously once we finish this and we chat afterwards we'll be like oh we didn't talk about that bit but i yeah. think we i think there's only so many times you can kick a man while he's down and, is it bad that i that i like the fact that this movie exists just because like I I like having something to hate this much. Mm. No, I don't think that's a problem. I don't think that's a problem at all. Uh, it, it's well, I and, think it's and, so. I think it's so important to have critical to have critical eye. Yeah, but 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 also, mate, you, you've got to remember, films like this are detrimental to the industry. Films oh, yeah. like this are detrimental to the superhero genre. You know, it's films like this that are cutting the. You know, this is this is the equivalent of a pack of 20 cigarettes, you know, it, it's cut the life of these styles of movies by, you know, think of how many movies in the future probably won't get the green light to go ahead because this one, like it, yeah. it, it's the equivalent of it has actually, you know, because a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, the common viewer d doesn't know that they're all connect interconnected movies or that this one isn't part yeah. of the marvels or that you know or, or any of them yeah. are connected at all you know people don't a lot of people don't make that connection they go because yeah. they want to see these movies and it's just bad it's just i bad. i would actually counter that statement actually because i think you're right or you would have been right at the moment of this movie being released yep but i don't think you're right anymore okay. because as a result of this movie being so unbelievably terrible Mm. we are getting mm. a four-hour cut mm. of the director's vision. Mm. The unabridged, unfiltered director's vision with Junkie XL and Hans Zimmer music. Oh, yeah, of course. All the bells and whistles. Basically, this, a four-hour version of this movie, which, but, which we're, it's not even going to be the same movie. We're going to no. be like you'll be you'll be you'll be combing through it to find the similarities honestly it's it'll be that different it's quite exciting uh, but it's gonna be in full man of steel batman versus superman mode yeah and the only reason we are getting that is because of how terrible justice league was mm. so actually is that better mm. in the long run mm. I mean, well, only time was going to tell. Only you time can't was going to tell. You can't have great movies without shit movies. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yep. That's it. And this lowered that bar. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you.
Justice League. Put it down. No John Williams for you. Moving forward? Yeah, let's let's. Now, Hopefully something more positive, shall yeah, we? Yeah, but well, something more positive. Positives and negatives. So we um we've been talking some I've got two things that I want to bring, and I think one of them you I'm gonna tee you up for. So this is gonna be your thing. All right, um, okay. And it is a friend of mine who I have uh who is on Facebook. And actually he was a he um he believe it or not he he when i was at university just recently he was actually a lecturer at university and he's very big into his live action role play games and he is very much into his um his war gaming exercises and stuff like this and it's it's, it's his passion knows no bounds for it and it's actually it's really infectious actually he used to do some war gaming stuff with us um but he is he's a big fan of a lot of games and stuff that are coming out and a big fan of star wars and obviously mm -hmm. this tying into uh, star wars squadrons has just come out yeah. um he put something on facebook and I just want to quote it because it's a it made me. It, I just wanted to kind of push it over to you, and I want to see what your thoughts are on this. Um, so he says, "Just give Squadrons a go, not in VR yet," um, and that's a resounding hmm from me. After the tutorial missions, it feels very arcadey. Ties or Tie Fighters feel as though uh, feel as though an X-wing. I suspect they may, in fact, for multiplayer reasons, be balanced to be exactly as tough as flying an X-wing, with repair kits to instantly repair damage hull and support craft to instantly refill missiles on a flyby. It's very pretty, and I'm sure will be prettier in VR, but it feels much shallower than the older games did. I'm not sure how much I'm going to want to play it. Mm. now i i trust this guy a lot actually he's 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 very very good he's he's got a lot of experience with this and i guess i want to throw over to you and put a little bit of context to that because we obviously are uh today releasing star wars squadrons are we receiving yesterday it? yesterday uh, and you when i asked are you going to get the avengers game you said no definitely i want to get squadrons um yeah. Have you heard anything negative about this this game coming out? And what 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 positives are you aware of of this game? Well, for a start, I've already got it. Oh, you have got it. Yeah, for a start, I've already got it. I played the prologue and the first mission uh, last night before you came around for the movie. Actually, oh, and I it's it's too early for me to give my proper opinions, okay. but I could understand why you might why it might get a little bit stale at some point just because it is a fully cockpit mode experience you can't go third person which means it does sort it does feel sort of arcadey because it feels like you're in an arcade sort of uh mm. you know a rig okay yeah yeah uh to give you know for lack of a better term mm. i like how I like how complex it is. Okay. And it gets infinitely more complex when you when you upgrade like your ships, your different ships, weapons, engines, shields, you know, all of that. Okay. Because what you can do is you can customize all all your crafts. Mhm. Mm exactly how you want. So if you want a faster ship, you can have a faster ship, but at the detriment to maybe your shields or your or your weapons. Sure, sure. So that you perform a different role. Yep. In your in your squad, in your squadron. Because I think I think if you play this solely single player, then you will have a generic spacecraft that can do everything. Yep. Because you'll just want to do whatever you want whenever you want, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the beauty in this game is going to be if you can get a, a regular squad of players 
together and play it as a team. I see what you're saying. And have, you know, one of you one of you is a support a support player, one of you is a speed interceptor player, and one of you is a bomber, one yeah. of you one of you is a dogfighter. Do you know so the only the problem four, the with that? Thing. Do you know the only problem with that though, Alex? What? Is when I get this game and you get this game and I guess some of the friends that we play with online now and again get yep. this game, it's gonna start with the same message of I'm putting a team together. And you're going to look at me and you go, you son of a you bitch. You son of a bitch, I'm, I'm in. in. <laughs> That's going to be the problem. Yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> We're doing a heist on the Death Star. You son of a bitch, I'm in. You son of a bitch, We need bitch, a speed guy. We need a bomber. I know just the guy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean, though? Because you, yeah. you'll no longer be just, um, as was the case in... You know, Starfighter Assault and Star Wars Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2 is the one that comes to my mind. That's yeah. the one that comes to mind. All that game mode really was, was you, like, scouring the skies looking for uh, other ships to blow up, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and land inside the enemy ship and blow up from the inside, which is what I used to always love to do. No, 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 that's the old Battlefront 2. I'm talking about the new Battlefront 2. Oh. You can't do that in the new Battlefront 2. Oh, there's only one to me. Yeah. Isn't it oh. mad that there's the oh, two Battlefront 2? Isn't it oh, mad there's, there's two Battlefront 2? <laughs> two Battlefront Or I should have said Battlefront, Battlefront Squared. E. Battlefront EA2. Ugh. That's what that's what I should have said. Um, that game went through the fucking ringer, didn't it? It did. The it microtransactions. Did. Uh, apparently, apparently the whole thing's free now. Yeah, the whole thing's free now, and, it's, not and it's great. Is it actually? I need to. I'm, yeah, I'm, it's I'm, gotten I'm so much better. Oh, um, but the the point I was making is, yes, if you play by yourself, it will just be. Scour- scouring the skies looking for other ships uh, other ships and other players to blow up and you'll just be dogfighting the whole time and that will be it yeah okay yeah if you if you play in a squadron you know you'll be doing a very very specific task yeah and you know the outcome of the rest of the match will be dependent on how well you do that task and mm. that excites me a lot more mm. because it is a very pretty game. It gives me the mad Star Wars feels, honestly, because the cockpits look great. Yeah. The support ships look great. Yeah. The graphics look great. You go into you go into hyperspace uh, at the beginning, at the end of every mission, and that always feels fantastic. Yeah, I can imagine that would feel quite good, actually. Yeah, yeah because it's like a point of view thing. Yeah. And you can see all the instruments and dials in front of you. And, it, and let's not forget, it's a triple A game without a triple A price. Oh yeah, how much is it? It's like thirty quid. Yeah, amazing. I, I mean, I'm, I th- I I am thinking at some point this weekend I was going to go to CEX and pick up Avengers, and I wanted to see if there was a if I could get a second hand. I think I think I'll probably buy both games in the same day. Um, yeah. I'm a still as we've discussed, still a fan of the disc, um, mainly yeah. because it's cheaper, <laughs> and I don't yeah. mind. Like I actually, I, and the, the argument that you made about having discs of DVDs and that you like to be able to look at them, yeah. I don't have that for DVDs, but I do have that for games. I like yeah, to, be able to look at all my games. It's totally valid as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I think I think there is there is a charm and a value to squadrons mm. that doesn't really exist in um, in in single player or on or online solo play. Mm. so it'll be interesting to see how that how that pans out and I, I really kind of want to get more into it yeah very good now something that i am bringing to moving forward is the the rumors were true mate mm-hmm. because a new film is coming out very very soon and it is titled borat 
gift of pornographic monkey to Vice Premier Michael Pence to make benefit recently diminished... Mikhail. Mikhail. To, to make benefit recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan. Yes, mate. What a delight. There what was a... a th- the, the trailer was three minutes long. Yeah. And it was great. Well, I mean, do you know what? I, Sash and Baron Cohen, uh, he is... and. He is, uh, he's delivered something that we all needed. Yeah. We all needed this, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And assuming that the, you know, whatever the rules are, we're going to have to abide by it. But on the 23rd of October, when this drops on Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime, it's just going to get put on there. Yeah. Ah, oh, what, a, what, just like. A the, film for the people. It's a film for I people. I would say. Do you know how much money as as Amazon subscribe. will make? Amazon will make a shit ton of money from this. Yeah. Or 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 do you know what they need to do to be really clever? The the because the, ultimately there's that whole free trial. People will go to sign up for the free trial, watch the movie, and then yeah. go off again. I I think I read somewhere that they're that this is not going to be included in the free trial. So you've got to pay to watch this. Oh, interesting. You've got to pay at least, at least the first one, which totally agree. Totally like I totally agree to that. Um, yeah. And assuming that the lockdown rules are. Are, are as relaxed as they can man this is this is one where six of six of your mates i want to invite them around and i want to watch this yeah because me too. this is you know and, and i i'm saying to you we'll make a plan we'll do this as a we could probably even do this as a as an episode if we come around and watch this at the house sometime possibly on TV. i mean like possibly because i'm because, not sure i'm not sure there'll be many uh, music no there points, won't be but, <laughs> but there's, i'm sure we i mean exactly we haven't really done a huge amount of music and well i guess we did it at the end and the, the whole danny elfman piece but the, the, I just wanted to kind of talk about some of this stuff because the Independent ran an article on this and Sasha Baron Cohen found himself in such dangerous situations filming Borat 2 that he risked his life. The actor reprised the role for a follow-up film that was shot during the pandemic and is set to be released one day before the US election. Okay, yeah. According to Deadline, Baron Cohen attended numerous sketchy events as Borat and had to wear a bulletproof vest on two separate occasions. Jesus. While it's currently unknown what specific situations the actor found himself in to take these precautions, several reports indicate that Borat was present at a far-right rally in Olympia, Washington. He was almost arrested following a run-in with former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. I mean, you've got to, you've got to think that during the recent BL, uh, Black Lives Matter protests during the pandemic protests Sasha and Baron Cohen was out there and you think about it you're like what an opportunity he for someone like him he couldn't he couldn't miss that opportunity to take that character to those events no exactly and it's so like I don't think it's really clear it won't be clear until we see the movie exactly how risky it was to make that movie because Mm -hmm. you know I actually watched the first Borat fairly recent, actually, actually, because my girlfriend hadn't seen it. Mm. And she Did she enjoy fan. it? Oh, she loved it. Yeah, she was yeah. howling throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I, I mean, it's one would. of the funniest movies ever made. I mean, it, it, just, easy, it, it is one it, of the funniest movies ever made. Yeah. Easily one of the best comedies ever made. But when you look at the situations and, you know, you're, you see him deliberately trying to culturally press everyone's buttons yes. and be, you know extremely risky and all the commentary and stuff it was in uh it was in an, an america that was nowhere near as triggered no as it is now or divided both uh, divided uh, on both sides on both sides of it. because 
And I think at the time they felt that they probably were because at the time there was, you know, the Iraq war mm. and a lot of divisive things obviously were happening back then as well as they always are. But at the moment, yeah. it's mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mental. You've got coronavirus, you've got Black Lives Matter, you've got the a presidential election. Yeah. election. It's crazy. You've got California fires. Like, it, how does anyone stay sane over there? I yeah. have no idea. I have yeah. genuinely have no idea. Well, it's a big place, and to be fair. And then, no, 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 it's not a big not place. Everywhere but is, yeah. It is a big place. I'm not, I'm not trying to paint them, paint course, it all with, the, course, one, with the one brush. But for somebody like Sasha Baron Cohen to adopt the Borat personality again and deliberately put himself in the most divisive, you know, commentary points and situations that he can, like yeah. that is and will be his objective. Yeah, yeah. That's unbelievably dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at this day and age, and I don't think we'll get a real sense no. of exactly how much until we see it. Yeah, and I, Did I, I, um... I, ant- I anticipate laughing, but I anticipate being very uncomfortable. At well, the same and, time. and I hope so. And I hope you know, like yeah. I, because people need to be made to feel uncomfortable. Like I, there's yeah. an element of pushing that. Did I ever tell you I met him? I did tell Sandra you, didn't I? Yeah, I've met him. I think yeah. you probably have. Yeah, I've met I can't imagine a world where you, Callum, <laughs> has have met Sasha Baron Co- Cohen and neglected to tell me. That <laughs> I, um, world doesn't exist. I met him. At, I met him at a music. It's a long story. It's a long story. I'm sure at one point, but it's. A, I met him at a music festival in Budapest backstage with um, Mumford and Son. It's a long. It's, oh, it's yeah, a bit of a name no, dropping story. I do story. remember that. Yeah, and I, yeah. I'm chatting, chatting away to his wife. She was, she was lovely actually. And he, yeah, that, that and was Isla Fisher. Isla yeah. Fisher, and he. Yeah. he he is. I'd, I'd be fair. He, he didn't want any photos taken of him. He was quite, you know, quite. It was quite that. And I, I don't think. I, I don't think I even had my phone with me. I think my mate had the my, had the phone. I it was, it was a big night out, and I was like, I'm just right. going to leave so, my phone. Well, at what home you're here. saying is, you, you don't have any proof. I don't have any. You're saying I've got proof of meeting Arthur. <laughs> but anyway, she uh, she was loved. He, but he. It was just as Who Is America came out. So this was probably 2018 sort of time. And I remember chatting to, talking to him, and he sort of said that you asked what I did, and I said I'm engineer, and he said, oh, interesting. And I said, but just so you know, um, I, I love the love the show. I love the 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 self defense pieces on this. I thought it was so funny, all this sort of stuff. And he and he genuinely was was really happy that someone said to him, I like what you do. I like your art. He was like, thank you, man. That really appre- I really appreciate that. And he said it like, he said it like he'd drawn a picture and I went, I like your picture. He went, thank you. Thank you. I like yeah. you. for Like, and I was like, oh, he, he's a great guy. I, I no, have a, a lot, lot of, of time think- for him. I think oh, and do you know what he was doing? a lot of actors genuinely are, though. Do you know what he was doing? Sorry, just to interrupt. He did something so right. he was doing something so sweet. He did something that brought him down to earth so much, right? Because he just bought a new DLR camera. Like the sort of, you know, like a nice Canon camera, yeah. right? He just bought one of these. Something that you or I could quite easily go out and buy. And he was, you know, he had a, he had a, uh, the, the, he had a really nice position. I think he was on like a VIP part of the stage watching Mumford and Sons. And he was taking loads of photos directly down the center of the stage. And he was showing them to us as if like a dad would show his photos of the, the, of the holiday they've just been on. He was like, look at that one. Look at that one. Look at that one to me and my mate. And we were like, Oh, they're really good, Sasha Baron Cohen. They're really good photos. You've done. He's like, I'm really getting into my photography and stuff. And we were like, Oh, that's quite good. And he was like, He was like, and I was like, You're actually a really delightful man. Like yeah. a really delightful man. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so I've got yeah, I've got a lot of time for him. I, brilliant. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we, we, I can't wait till this movie comes out. And I think you'd hit the nail on the head. It's it couldn't have come out at a more opportune time for him. Um, yeah. He seized the moment. He's taken it, and my God, this is gonna yeah. be—it's gonna be good. 
Um, yeah, I hope it's good. You can't know. Well, actually, I've seen some places going. I've seen some pe- people sort of saying, I can't imagine a world where this is good. But I'm of the opposite persuasion. Like, th- this is, it's going to be, it's going to be more Marmite, this film. But it yeah. is going to be shocking. It's going to be shocking. Yeah, no. There, and I think no matter how you come away feeling of it, there, whatever criticisms you're going to have of the movie will always be able to be responded to by saying, well, that was the point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll stand by for that. In fact, I've just, I've just read here, it's um, speaking of standby, Jesus, <laughs> that presidential debate. Oh, <laughs> God. That's top uh, quality telly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, talk about dramas and pieces. Um, of I'm not going to get into the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. Obviously, he's now he's now got COVID, which is uh, pot calling kettle black. What a situation that is over there, yeah. eh? What is that all about? Um, it just it's it's actually it's out on November second. Sorry, mate. What were you going to say? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say in uh, in in summary. Yeah. In summary, uh, Justice League sucks. Yeah. There's a Star Wars game. Yep. And Borat's back. Yeah. That's that's the that's the main headlines for the show for the show I like this that. week. <laughs> but that is what we have done. But what do they have to do now? What do they have to do now? If you could so kindly go on to the Apple Podcasts app, give us a cheeky little five star review and perchance uh review, like a typed one, like a real one. You could say if you like us say if you don't like us you could tell us your favorite movie your favorite movie music we'd love to read all we really would mm-hmm. um you can also find us on spotify mm-hmm. and really anywhere else that you care to find your podcast i believe we've not found anywhere where we're actively not so that's quite good mm-hmm. um and we also have an email address as well don't we Callum? we do the email address is motionspod at gmail.com it is and indeed. you can write in to uh to enter to, to us about anything you like talk about anything you want we love it just just go in there and and just talk about um, the, the last time you went for a nice run in the raid and you got a little bit wet and it was, oh, and it was very good. But then just at the end of that, just drop in something like, go and do a review on Pick a Destiny, as, as someone already has done, which was quite nice. So that one's coming up sometime soon. Or yeah. as Alex says, you can leave a lovely review with five stars on the Apple podcast app yeah do that do that one first like it really jason. does help the so numbers, we have a nice honestly. i have a nice one here from jason it's a five-star review um, and he's put unpacking and leveling unpacking this is a separate part of the polystyrene base that should be removed with the base important check before unpacking your washing machine unpack machine and whether washing machine has been damaged during the transport of this do not cause installation please contact your retailer so thank you for that uh, lovely I mean, review jason that was it's really su- nice it's such a a poignant insight. I think to so. What we try and what we try and it's, deliver. It's really here deep, and it means going through the and it motions. means a lo- it means a lot to us that kind of insight, um, which is which is great, and that's kind of the sort of thing that we try and strive towards. And it's 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 reviews <laughs> like that that make us better as people and as a podcast. Hundred <laughs> percent. What great! <laughs> what great way to end. <laughs> um, excellent. Well, that's the show this week. Thank you very much for listening. We will be back next. Do we know what we're doing next week? I think we know. Not yet. I think we're, I don't know. Well, I think we're we were gonna do DC. I think we've got another idea, don't we? Another little one that we're gonna slip yeah. in there. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see what happens next. Well, thank you very much for listening, and we will uh, speak to you again next week. But until then, bye now. All right, guys. Ta ta.